Hey, what's happening, guys? Grace and peace to you. I hope all is well. Uh, happy Tuesday. I hope you had a wonderful uh, Labor Day weekend. Hope you guys got three days off and were able to have some downtime, whether that was, you know, hanging out or or heading out and um, enjoying God's creation, right? And all those things uh, we're afforded to do through the love of Jesus Christ and everything he does in our life. Amen. Um, we had a great weekend. Uh, we were able to see some, some, some good friends and, uh, meet some new friends and see some beautiful things. And yeah, man, church was great. Community's great. You know, got some work done around the house and, you know, and that's our life, right? Um, yeah, this morning I was uh, at the dentist, <laughs> getting a root canal done, or redone, and uh, I kind of just pray to Jesus, you know, when I'm in the chair, I just breathe through my nose and, and really focus, I do kind of contemplative prayer, just saying Jesus, 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 and you know, the Lord took me... Uh, to the secret place, if you could believe that, while I was in the chair getting drilled on, um, and showed me lots of things uh, this morning. I haven't quite processed everything, but I would say most of all, there was uh, part of the, the vision I had was Jesus opening a scroll. You know, we're, we're always asking you know, what's your plan, Lord? What do you want us to do? What's the next step? You know, there's always this, what are we doing next? At least with me, I never feel I'm doing enough for the Lord and the kingdom all the time. And um, so he hands me the scroll and I opened it up and it was, I didn't see any writing. I just saw like, you know, this is heaven now and the supernatural. So it was kind of a, a, a rolling movie um, of my life and what was going on and I just saw these interactions and things that, that were going on with Tamara and I and for the kingdom, and that was it. No words were said or nothing, uh, but what I took away from it was that I'm I'm doing what God's called me to do, and he's well pleased with it, and, um, you know, that's not going to keep me from pressing in. It actually makes me more excited to keep pressing in what, what I feel, what we feel God's called us to do. Amen. Um, yeah, God is good. God is so good. So welcome back, man, to Live the Life podcast. We appreciate you guys uh, following along and listening. And again, we want to hear back from you guys. Um, want to get some feedback. Um, want you guys to follow along on our website, www.livethelifeministry333.com. That has all of our social media links, YouTube videos, podcasts, and ways to connect with us if you'd like us to come and speak at your church, at your group, at your event, uh, or anything you may need. You can find it all on the website, so I encourage you to follow along and, and join. That way you can keep up to date with what's going on with us. Um, so yeah, so today's message is called uh, The Narrow Way, and uh, last week we learned about our greatest need from uh, both our perspective and from God's 
perspective, right? From the word we learned our greatest need is for our sins to be forgiven as we read the story out of Mark of the, the paralytic man being lowered down through the roof. And uh, it was the, the men's faith, you know, it was Jesus saw that happen and he said, by your faith, you know, uh, this I'm going to forgive this man of his sins. Actually, he told the man, your sins are forgiven. So let me back up here. Let me rewind that. So Jesus saw their great faith. And because of that, he said to the paralytic man, your sins are forgiven, right? That is our greatest need, you know, and that's, that was the, uh, the reality of that story. He went on to heal the man of his paralysis as well, you know, so our sins being forgiven, that's what it means to be healed in the kingdom of God, right? So when we pray for healing, um, you know, God's view of healing is different than our view of healing. You know what I mean? If, if we believe and receive Christ, we are healed, right? We're healed forever. We're going to live eternally in heaven, right? But our physical bodies still get sick. We still have ailments, right? And in our flesh, we want flesh healing, you know, and the reality is we already have spiritual heavenly healing, right? And sometimes byproducts of that reality may be actual physical healing or, phys you know, or emotional healings, you know, but those things are not guaranteed, you know, but what is guaranteed uh, with this forgiveness of sins through believing and receiving what Jesus did for us on the cross and his resurrection is our eternal life in heaven, our salvation, which is the uh, most important thing. So today, uh, I want to build on that, right? We want to build on our salvation uh, reality as we will learn about uh, the way, uh, the narrow way, and the only way. So point number one is, is the way to where, right? What, what is the way? The way to where? What is this way? And I would say it's, it's, it's heaven, right? We're on our way to heaven. Um, I'm going to read to you out of John 14. This is uh, Jesus comforting his disciples. He says, do not uh, let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and I prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. In the Amplified, it says, I am the only way, the only truth, and the only life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Amen? So the way to where, right? What is the way? Jesus is the way. Jesus is the only way. You know, there's many things in this world. Uh, I think people have said there's many roads to heaven, and I, I would strongly disagree. There's one road. To heaven and it's a very narrow road as we're gonna we're gonna learn about but there's only one way to heaven and it's through Jesus Christ he is the only way he is the way 
right? He is the way. He is the narrow way. Jesus is the only way to heaven. That's what separates uh, Christianity from all other religions, right? And whole other topic, but, you know, religions are man's attempt to please God. Christianity is the only religion where God is actually pursuing us. And, and he's pursuing us constantly because he loves us. He has this great love for us. So the only way to get into heaven is through Jesus Christ. Amen. So what is the way? You know, we, we know that Jesus is the way. But what is the way? How do we get there? What's the road to get there, right? I said there's many roads. Many people say there's many roads. I said there's one road, and I say it's a very narrow road. I'm going to read to you out of Matthew chapter 7. It says, uh, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Please remember, that's both good and bad, right? If you give lots of compassion, then the measure you use, that compassion will be poured out upon you. That's the way the kingdom works. Verse 3 says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take that speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye, you hypocrite? First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eyes. You know, this has been so true, you know, in my life, maybe yours too, maybe in all of ours, we're so quick to judge others and their view of things. And you know what I mean? Take that, that uh, speck of sawdust out, right? And, and we don't pay attention to the plank, right? This big giant four by four or log, if you could picture a huge branch coming out of your eye, swinging it around knocking everything down as you're as you're telling somebody else they need to remove the speck from their own eye right that's being a hypocrite you know we need to be filled with the love of god we need to you know something that uh revelation that i had here uh in men's group and talking with a brother in regards to all these different things that are going on all these different opinions all these different views in the and we have to interact Right. So God's just been working on that. But, you know, something I said to him was like, are you. Because it was really bothering him and I get it. You know, I've been in that place, too. There's things that really bother me, but God's working and he's smoothing that out in me. But I'm like, is it more important that you change their opinion? Or are you more concerned with their soul? Right. Strong question, I thought. Strong question for you. You know, we're here to advance the kingdom of God and to make disciples, right, of all nations. And when I interact with a person, even if they don't agree with me, I still love that person. And I care about their soul and where they go. And if that is my uh, motive for that conversation or that's where I want to go and that's the only place I want to go, um, and as I listen to them, as I listen to learn and I speak to build, right? When we listen to learn and we speak to build, right? Instead of trying to change opinions, now we're starting to get on the right track. And we listen to learn and we speak to build because we care about people. 
and we care about advancing the kingdom and we care about making disciples of all nations. So try that in your next interaction when we feel so strong-willed about all these worldly things that are going on when we're supposed to be about the kingdom. Amen? Matthew 7 goes on in verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks find, finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Again, just the reality, right? So Jesus is the way, and and He's explaining how we stay on the way, right? Which is to get rid of judgment. Uh, to work on ourselves, to let him change us so that we can listen and love others, right? And he tells us that we can keep asking and keep seeking and keep knocking, even mysteries on how to do these things and mysteries of his goodness, all built on relationship. This is all about relationship with Jesus. And, uh, and he tells us here, I mean, the way I read that is if there's any good in us at all, for our children or for our coworkers or for the people we interact with, if there's any good, that we know how to give, right? How much more will he give to us when we ask him, right? And then it straight up says, do to others what you would have them do to you. And this sums up the law, which the law was been abolished. It was defeated by Jesus. It was summed up actually by Jesus when he died on the cross and the greatest commandments had become to love God and to love others or love your neighbor as yourself, right? Jesus said that in Matthew 22 when he was asked, what are the greatest laws or the greatest commandment, right? To love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. I would say the second is a byproduct. Everything is built around our relationship with God, our loving God, our pressing into God, meditating on his word, learning who is he, you know, who he is. He just starts to move in our life in powerful ways. And a byproduct of that is the ability to do the exact same thing with everybody we interact with. It's all summed up, right? And he says it again here in, in just a different way, right? Do to others what you would have them do to you. Goes on to talk about the narrow and the wide gates. Uh, Matthew 7, verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Or you could say that leads to hell and many enter through it but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few will find it so this road to heaven is a very narrow road and um, I would say that this road um I heard this last week. I've said it two or three times. So when you hear something, you know, when you when you first say it, you give credit to somebody. The second time, you may give credit to them again. But after the third time, I think you can own it. <laughs> I was taught that by a mentor of mine. So I will say that uh, what I've always said is the narrow road to heaven is intimacy. All right. The road is paved with intimacy with God. 
this whole thing, our whole life is about relationship. We were created out of relationship for relationship. And that's all that God calls of us is relationship with him, relationships with others. You know what I mean? And the enemy, Satan, is out to kill, steal, and destroy every single relationship that we have in our life. The number one, he wants to destroy with God. And the way he does that, he tries to destroy our life around us and all of our relationships around us. But this intimacy is something that took me some time to learn. You know, we go to church on Sunday, we check the box, we serve at church. We're nice people. We go hand out food. We do all these different things. But do you know Jesus? Do you know him? You know, and I did not. I knew of him. I knew the concept of him. I knew he was kind from the word and all that. But I did not have an intimate relationship with Jesus. It wasn't until I started going to the secret place where I was carving out true time to spend with him and to lay on the ground on my face, laying at the feet of Jesus, not asking for anything, just laying at the feet of Jesus, that the most powerful transformation started to happen in my life. And it's that intimacy. You know, again, I like to say that God, before all of creation, God loved Jesus, right? His son so much. The love was so powerful and thick and tangible that it became the Holy Spirit right? Which again, that's a Jeffism. That's not theological, but just picture that love. That's how powerful, that's how intimate his love was with his son. And they wanted to share it with us. So they created us in their image for that same intimate relationship. So that's how we stay on the narrow road, right? Is through intimacy. So if you don't have that start, you know, reach out to me, give me a call. I'll try to help you down that path, lead you down the secret place you know, uh, recommend some books and things of that nature. They can really help you in that Emmanuel process, God with us process. So the road is intimacy. I believe the guardrails are acts of service in your church, uh, the community of believers going to church. You know what I mean? Meditating on God's word. All these things are guardrails, right? They keep us on the road. If we start to get out of intimacy with God, not spending time with him, not carving out time for him, it's these other things, if we serve at our church and we're going to church and we have community around us, those things will keep us on that road, right, to where we will get back into intimacy with God. So, you know, again, it's narrow and only a few find it. So which, which road are you on? Which gate are you going through? Are you going through that narrow one or are you living in the broad, wide open gate? You know what I mean? This is something we need to be in constant um, awareness of right? Lest we be caught saying, Lord, Lord, look what all I've done for you. <laughs> Scary. So my last point is, uh, is it easy to follow this narrow road, right? Is it easy? For some, some might say, yeah, it is easy to stay on the road. But the reality is we're still flesh and blood here on earth and Satan never gives up attacking and coming after us. Uh, we have emotions, uh, we have lots of things that can take us to dangerous places and get us to respond improperly to many things. So, you know, it's it's not easy. It takes uh, discipline. The three Ds, I like to say, you know, it's discipline. You have to read, you have to meditate. You could even journal with the Lord back and forth, write down what the Lord's saying to you. And reading the Word again. And doing it with discipline, which means, you know, no one likes discipline, but discipline becomes desire, 
becomes doctrine. So it may be hard at first to get in the habit of reading the Word each and every day, getting on that Bible app in the morning, spending you know five minutes with God that may become 10 minutes or 15 minutes. But something happens when you do that. It takes about three habits or three weeks to build a habit. So once you get in the habit, it, it, it goes away from being disciplined and becomes desire. Like you can't wait to read the Word. You can't wait to get meditate on his word and get it in you right and then that becomes doctrine you know after after a period of time it just becomes part of who you are it's not a switch we turn on and off we are who we are in christ all the time right our behind the scenes reel looks just like our highlight reel there is no separation from who we are in church from who we are on the weekends from who we are wherever we go we don't slip and fall we don't partake of things of the world we always look the same amen all right, so is it easy to follow the narrow road? I would say no. You know, so I'm going to read you out of Matthew 19. Um, this story is about the rich young ruler. Um, verse 16, it says, Just then a man came to Jesus, Teacher, uh, what, what good thing must I do to get this eternal life? Uh, why do you ask me what is good? Jesus replied, There's only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which one? He, he inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder commit adultery, steal, give false testimony, and you must honor your mother and father, and you must love your neighbor as yourself. The guy said, all these I have kept. find that hard to believe, but he said, all these I have kept. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth, Right? Then Jesus said to the disciples after this story that they witnessed, this interaction that they witnessed, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich um, to enter the kingdom of God. Uh, the disciples replied, you know, when they heard that, they were greatly astonished. Then who can be saved, right? And Jesus looked at them and said, With man... This is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Peter then said, we have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Jesus went on to say, truly, I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on this glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has houses um, who has left their homes or left their brothers or their sisters or their fathers or their mothers or their wives or their children or their fields, anything that we put behind for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will in inherit eternal life. And verse 30 says, but many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. So hard passage, right? Um, and again, in this, in this particular passage, he just says it's, it's hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God, right? Kingdom of heaven. But it doesn't mean that, you know, having money or anything like that. You know, God blesses us in this life and we're to enjoy this life. And if you make a lot of money, good for you. If you have a lot of money, good for you. You know, you, and if you're a Christian, then you should be tithing. You should be giving. You should be very generous uh, with all of that. I think that God's talking um, against that, you know, the things that it causes. It's a fine line, you know, money, uh, there's no money in heaven, right? So money um, is a means 
to get us through this life, we need to be careful with it just like everything else. You know, anything that sways us from um, the will of God, you know, can be considered impure, can be considered sin. So even though money's good, money can also be very bad. So I don't know, you can apply this to many, many different things um, in our life. But he said, you know, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. So um, God can keep us on this narrow road. You know what I mean? And I think as we started on the first two topics, which was Jesus is the way, right? Um, we talked about the narrow way. And uh, in those two things, with Jesus being the way, there was nothing about money. I never talked about money. I never talked about our life at all. I talked about our relationship with Jesus. And it's the same in this principle here, you know, with money and life in general, which I've been struggling with since I moved out here and followed the call uh, to come here to North Carolina, you know, one thing the Lord showed me was I never really risked anything. You know, I was I was very comfortable with the money I made. I had a comfortable life. I was serving comfortably in church. I was tithing comfortably. I was generously uh, comfortable with my giving, with sharing with people. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with any of that, but what it showed me was I never really risked anything. So I packed up. I left my job of 33 years moved across the country because I heard God tell me, you know, you, you told me you will go, Jeff, I'm calling you to go. So I took a big risk in bringing my wife here and leaving everything I knew, all our intimate relationships we had, our thriving church community, you know, all of that and, uh, came here and, uh, we've been risking more. We've been becoming more bold. We've been going deeper with Jesus. He keeps taking us deeper, like when we thought there was no more depth to go, you know. Um, so we risked it. And we've taken that risk. We've been here about six months now, I think. But And it's still hard. You know what I mean? It's still hard. We still miss um, our relationships. We, we communicate with a lot of people. We have some great friends, man, that we've been connecting with and visiting with when they come out this way. So and we've been learning to enjoy our life here as well um, and and getting out there and doing things. There's nothing wrong with getting out and enjoying life. But the one thing that we do is the kingdom is always at hand and the kingdom is always right there. You know, we're always down to pray. We're always down to enter into whatever God would have us do as we're out enjoying life together. Amen. So Again, I just, uh, I believe the narrow road uh, could be called intimacy. Again, deep relationship with Jesus, staying saturated in communion with him through worship, prayer, secret place time, and meditating on his word day and night. And again, the guardrails to this narrow way, um, as well as warning signs are, are built and found and strengthened through, you know, acts of service, doing good deeds, and surrounding ourselves with like-minded believers in a strong, thriving community. These are things that keep us on this narrow way. The way that is Jesus Christ. Amen. The only way, the only truth, and the only life. Amen. God bless you guys.